0: Lord. Thanks be to God. After my first year of seminary in Chicago, I moved by myself to Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. I spent the summer there working in the housekeeping department for the main lodge and as a part of an organization called a Christian ministry in the national parks. This organization matches mainly college-age folks who are interested in ministry and spending time in the great outdoors with a national park, where they find a job for the summer and then also help coordinate worship services each week, mainly in the park's amphitheaters. These services are for employees, visitors, and any, you know, wildlife that might show up. I think I learned almost as much about pastoral care working in the housekeeping department as I did working as a hospital chaplain, and particularly as the keeper of the lodges lost and found. I also learned about living by myself. I learned the best place to spot moose and how to give bear talks before and during a worship service. I also learned about stars. One night, a friend and I were lying on blankets outside our dorm looking up at the stars. I'd never seen so many. And I started going on about how beautiful they were and how there that was that one wispy cloud going through the middle like a picture-perfect photograph. And she said, wait, what cloud? I said, the one right there, you know, it's super wispy going right through the middle of the stars. And then she began laughing really hard and I was just barely able to make out, that's not a cloud, that's the Milky Way. Turns out this city kid had a lot more to learn about the world. I don't think I've seen the Milky Way again since that summer, but I do still really like looking at stars. So it comes as no surprise that I love Epiphany. This day when we remember the next part of the story of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, and we point to the star, the star that rose in the sky when Jesus was born, And helped guide visitors to him the presbyterian church usa explains epiphany in this way epiphany is the celebration of god's manifestation or self-revelation to the world in jesus christ in particular we celebrate the revelation of god's promise and purpose to the nations of the world as the magi came from the east to worship the christ child And God's covenant of grace is extended to all who believe the good news of Christ Jesus. The symbolism of light is important not only because of the star that guided the Magi, but as it relates to the bright dawning of God's self-revelation in Christ. The bright dawning of God's self-revelation in Christ. Well, I'm sure that you remember December 21st, 2020, the day the world would be able to see the Christmas star. It actually wasn't a star at all. It was a great conjunction, which doesn't sound nearly so good. But a great conjunction is two planets, Jupiter and Saturn, aligned in such a way that from our vantage point on Earth, they appeared to come together to form a bright star on the horizon. As NASA explained, it's been nearly 400 years since these planets crossed so close to each other in the sky, and nearly 800 years since the alignment of Saturn and Jupiter occurred at night as it would for 2020, allowing nearly everyone around the world to witness this great conjunction. Nearly everyone around the world, but none of us in Northeastern Ohio, as it was cloudy but I saw pictures on the internet. I experienced it virtually. (laughs) I just have to laugh because the Christmas star is the Epiphany Week preacher's greatest illustration of all time. And like so many others, I missed it. I had to experience it virtually. Thank you, 2020. And yet, probably an even better metaphor the stars and the planets are there all the time even when we can't see them we can't see them because of light pollution or clouds or it's daylight but they're still there we humans need to celebrate Christmas and Epiphany every year because somehow or other after we've packed all the lights away once the tree is gone and the radio stations have gone back to playing pop music When the Christmas cards are recycled, the chocolate has run out, and we've started making resolutions that we're going to eat better, we tend to forget about Christ taking on flesh and dwelling among us. We tend to forget that there was even a star for us to follow. And yet that moment when we start forgetting, that moment is actually just the beginning of the story. Now, hopefully you received an envelope in the mail with a gold star. There's been a lot going on for the post office, so you might not have gotten it yet. So give me a call or an email, and I will send you one. This star will have on it a word, which is your star word for the coming year. This is a newer prayer practice in churches all over the world. It's a practice that invites curiosity, observation, and reflection. These words were chosen at random and may or may not make sense in your life or the life of your family at this very moment, making it also a practice of receiving, trusting, and letting go of control. This year, I received the word pursue. I mean, it seems like a good word, but I have no idea what that means for me right now. that I can already kind of sense that it's going to pull me in from the sidelines. Pursue is a real active word, right? You can't just sit around being passive if you're pursuing someone or something. I really hope I can still take naps while I'm pursuing. But regardless, this is my word for the year. My word to sit with and follow and pray about and listen to. And notice the ways that God is calling to me in this moment, in this time. The ways in which Jesus lives in the situations it will alert me to and lead me toward. I'm confident that I won't be able to figure out all the things about this word alone. I'm going to need your help. And I'm going to need the help of my kids. And the grocery store cashiers and customer service representatives, and kindergarten teachers, and postal workers, and I don't even know who else. Epiphany reminds us that when we go looking for God, when we see the star and we start to follow it, what we find never seems to be quite what we thought we were looking for. Time and again, Jesus surprises us by showing up in unusual places. Time and again, Jesus surprises us by the people he loves and the ways in which that love is expressed time and again. Jesus surprises us by offering us grace upon grace upon grace. We are God's children, you and me, all of us. And we need all sorts of experiences to hear, to see, to taste, smell, and touch, and understand God's presence in our lives and Christ's love for us. We need tangible stories and beautiful words. We need each other. We need each other to understand and interpret God's call over Herod's commands. And we need each other on the journey over field and fountain, moor and mountain, as we follow that yonder star. So as we leave 2020 behind and enter into 2021, may these words ring true. From Jan Richardson's blessing, The Map You Make for Yourself. You have looked at so many doors with longing, wondering if your life lay on the other side. For today, choose the door that opens to the inside. Travel the most ancient way of all, the path that leads you to the center of your life. No map but the one you make yourself. No provision, but what you already carry and the grace that comes to those who walk the pilgrim's way. Speak this blessing as you set out and watch how your rhythm slows, the cadence of the road drawing you into the pace that is your own. Eat when hungry, rest when tired listen to your dreamings welcome detours as doors deeper in pray for protection ask for guidance offer gladness for the gifts that come and then let them go do not expect to return by the same road home is always by another way and you will know it not by the light that waits for you but by the star that blazes inside you, telling you where you are is holy and you are welcome.